It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Hope you made it through this frigid week in Northeast Ohio. On a good note and uh, warmer weather arriving here this weekend. And of course, warm thoughts coming soon from Goodyear, Arizona as Indians pitchers and catchers reporting time is imminent now. February the 12th for pitchers and catchers. And then a couple of days later, the position players will show up and uh, the first full squad workout will be on February the 18th. Our first broadcast will be February the 23rd when the Indians take on the Cincinnati Reds at Goodyear Ballpark in Goodyear, Arizona. That'll be at 3 o'clock start time. So we hope you can join us then. And uh, again, it won't be long before myself and Tom Hamilton back for his 30th season We'll be talking Tribe Baseball, bringing you all the action of Cactus League play on February the 23rd. Good show lined up for you today. A little bit later on in the second portion of our show, our second half hour, we will continue our look around the American League Central Division, get the inside skinny on the Detroit Tigers, a team in a major rebuild coming off back-to-back 98-loss seasons. Dan Dickerson, the radio voice for the Tigers will fill us in on uh, what they think will happen in this coming season. Also, Truck Day happened earlier this week. The Indians equipment trucks, two of them, made their way out of the ballpark and on their way to Goodyear, Arizona. We'll get the inside scoop on Truck Day from Tony Amato, longtime Indians clubhouse and equipment manager. But we begin with perhaps one of the keys to this year's Cleveland Ball Club in catcher Roberto Perez. He is expected to be the number one catcher when the season begins on March the 28th in Minneapolis. And uh, that is just about a certainty because of the offseason trade of Jan Gomes to the Washington Nationals. Now for Perez, last year was a miserable season. He really struggled throughout, just couldn't get going at the plate. And uh, while he still was solid defensively, he really struggled offensively finished the year batting just 168 with a pair of home runs and 19 runs driven in, and that was over only 62 games played. Gomes played well at the start, 
got the starting nod on a mostly full-time basis, and Perez just couldn't get rolling at any point in time. And when we caught up with him at Tribe Fest, he said there there was no excuse for how things went down last year. He didn't play much, but um, as he had mentioned, and we'll hear a little bit later on in our interview, uh, it really was up to him to try and figure out a way to perform well, and he's done that in the past where he's performed well while not playing every day just wasn't in the cards in 2018. So he went to the Dominican Republic this offseason, played very well in winter ball, and as he said, at Tribe Fest, he is ready to go to try and nail down the starting catcher's job. I feel really good, uh, very confident, I'm very happy uh, that, I, that I will get the opportunity to play every day. Um, you know, uh, I went to Dominican, work on my hitting a little bit I think uh, you know didn't go did, didn't want to go there for my catching I think it was more to get a bats and, and, and get consistent with it so uh, I went there had 80 some at bats or set, close to 80 at bats and um, put some work in and and had a great year had a great winter ball so uh, hopefully I carry that into 2019 for fans who don't know uh Everything you hear about winter ball in the Dominican, it's outstanding. What is the caliber of play, and what is it like going to the ballpark each day down there? Um, it, it's kind of like here. It's kind of like the big leagues, but it, it, it's, it's it's more passionate. Like the, the, the fans are into in the game. Um, it, there's a lot of big league players. They play there. Um, you know, so so great pitching. Guys throw hard. You know, uh, but uh, it, it motivates me every day to to go to the field, um, and and especially in our team, we have some big league players like uh, Emilio Bonifacio. You know, uh, his brother Jorge that plays for the Kansas City Royals. And and every day we were talking about baseball and how how to get better and and, and especially Bonifacio he he played he played probably nine ten years in the big league so um, he's a very positive guy and 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 always try to he was always on top of me um, telling me you know be positive about it always take the positive out of the negative and and uh, you know it was a great experience man if I had a if I had the chance to go again I, I would do it. This time a year ago, I remember you were in tremendous shape. You came into spring training really feeling good about things. Explain what can happen, though, to a player. Sometimes a season just doesn't go the way you think um, for whatever reason. How difficult was it for you to get through it last year and try and turn things around? It was, it was hard for me. I think, uh, you know, it, it's it's hard. There's no excuses, but it's hard to play, you know, in the major leagues and play once a week or twice. Um you know, I think I think for the guys that plays every day, sometimes it's hard. Um, but but the good thing about playing every day is like you can make adjustments. You know, you see like pitching. Um, you, you you know you you confident. You come to the ballpark confident that you you playing that day. You know. Um, but 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 last year, you know, it was a disappointing season for me, and I understand. I think. When you when you had a, when you have a year like like mine last year, you know your confidence is, is very low. Um, you you start thinking that you don't you don't belong, you know here. Um, start you know thinking about the negative stuff and 
and that's what happened to me. I think I, I put a lot of pressure on myself, and I and I know that and I understand that. It took me a while to to understand it, but but that's why I went to Dominican. I want to get my my uh, confidence up uh, and show people that I that I can play. I mean, not not in uh, not only on the defensive side, but on my offensive side. I think uh, uh, I'm a good hitter. I'm very confident, and uh, I'm just gonna prove some people wrong. When you heard the news that Jan Gomes had been traded, what did that mean to you from the standpoint of, of maybe how the Indians felt about you to, to trust you with a, a huge important position on this ball club? I was I was I was very surprised when they when they traded Jan. I know there's a lot of rumors, but every year you know there's rumors. But uh, I I never thought they were gonna trade him. Uh, but uh, on the other side, you know, I, I was happy. I was. I've been wanting to play every day and getting the opportunity for so long that uh, now that I have it, I'm going to take advantage of it. I know you know, that says a lot from the Indians, putting a lot of trust in myself. And I'm ready for the challenge, I think. I like challenges. Um, I've, been, I've been in challenges before, so um, I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I think uh, 2019 is going to be a great year for me. Obviously, I think for both of you guys, it, at times was a difficult spot because you both want to be everyday catchers. Um, from the outside, though, it looked like that fueled both of you. Both of you. Will you miss that part of it, that that kind of competition, and and knowing that you had to be at your best every day, just in in a small way? Uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, I, I I I always told John that I, you know, I I want to play every day, um, but I never. We're gonna wish in the bad, you know, bad stuff. You know, um, I told him, I, tell, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna compete. We, we kind of like when we get to spring training, we always try to have that friendly, uh, com- you know, compete like, like kind of like friends, you know. But uh, but he, he, we, we built a great relationship for the last four years, um, and or five years, I would say. And you know, he's a great person, great. Great, uh, great player, great teammate. Um, we we always try to get the the most out of, out of, out of each other, and we were always talking about, you know, how we're gonna attack this guy, you know, game plans and and all that. So um, I, I wish him the best and, and and good luck to him. That's Roberto Perez, who is expected to be the Indian starting catcher. Kevin Plawecki was acquired from the New York Mets, and uh, I'm sure he'll get some opportunities in the spring, but it is indeed Perez's job to lose this spring. And, and just for some frame of reference in terms of what could be there for Perez, and again, in the past, he has performed very well behind the plate in terms of receiving. Pitchers like throwing to him, and he also has had great success throwing out opposing base stealers. His best season at the plate Back in 2015, when he hit 228, but seven home runs and 21 runs driven in in limited playing time. And Perez also had that strong finish to his 2016 season that included really good work done at the plate during the postseason, including a two-home run game in Game 1 of the 2016 World Series. So there's some potential there, but we've never really seen him get that opportunity to begin a season playing on an everyday basis that should happen this year and he could be a big key to the Indians fortunes once things get going stay tuned when we come back we'll hear from Tony Amato Indians longtime clubhouse and equipment manager truck day took place this past week on Thursday 
and he'll fill us in on some truck days of the past and much more as we continue on Tribe Talk right here on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland where, quite honestly, things were much busier earlier this week as uh, Truck Day took place on Thursday. But prior to Thursday, the amount of equipment, personal items, and much, much more was flooding the service level here at Progressive Field. And um, the guys who organized all that stuff is uh, the Crack Clubhouse crew downstairs, led by Tony Amato in his 16th year this year, just completed as the Indians' head clubhouse and equipment manager. He has been working in some capacity for the Indians since 1988 when he logged on as an assistant in the home clubhouse under longtime home clubhouse manager Cy Binak. And uh, Tony actually began as a bat boy and ball boy for the Indians and quickly transitioned to the clubhouse. So to say the least, he's seen it all, not only in this ballpark, but in the old ballpark as well. And uh, when we caught up with Tony earlier this week, uh, just before truck day, he said uh, over the long period of time, he's seen a lot and truck day has changed quite a bit as well. I think as far as the product goes, I think uh, thinking back to the old stadium and how it was then, it was uh, a lot more challenging there just because we would back a door up right next, a truck right back to the door of the clubhouse and just kind of put everything on there. And uh, it seemed like we had more like bats then because they, they weren't as specific as they are now. So I think now we're going to be receiving a lot of the bats in Goodyear, Arizona because the players specific needs on each individual bat how about the goofy stuff I, I know over the years you've talked about some of the, the things that go out there that maybe you shake your head out it, it seems pretty run-of-the-mill this year not many bicycles or anything like that is, is it kind of a standard year so far yeah it's been pretty standard it's going to be interesting to see once we finish uploading these trucks how much room we're going to have uh a little less on the water this year we're going to get some more down there um so far i've only seen two bikes not not a ton of golf clubs, but it's been pretty run-of-the-mill, except for Tom Hamilton, of course. <laughs> We're going to get him his own truck next year. And we might have to do another show just on that. Uh, his own truck, wow. Um, you know, you look back over the years, uh, there must be some things that stand out that people have put on this truck, and, and maybe you say, why? Or what in the world are they doing with that? Anything come to mind? Yeah, I mean, I've said it many times. One time someone put a safe on there, and I didn't ask any questions. So to this day, I don't know what happened to it. That was in Florida. All right, you have a small army helping you out. Um, it seems like a well-oiled machine. What is the key to, to getting these trucks on their way in a timely manner so that they get out there in time for spring training? I think it's just the experience. Um, I do a lot of the ordering in January and December, and then we get all our shipments right at the beginning of January and these guys know the program they put sets together for each individual player as we sign them or acquire them or people that are left over from last year and they we roll off that truck in Goodyear on Tuesday and they can put their stuff right in their lockers they they have it down actually to a science I'm very proud of them 
so you go from Cleveland to Goodyear. It's an annual thing, whether it was Winter Haven, Goodyear, Tucson before that. Um, the Arizona Diamondbacks, they probably don't even have a truck day. Are, are they missing out on, on something really good? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they're missing anything good. They probably get to sleep in their own beds, too. So uh, maybe maybe they are missing out on this experience. I know the city of Cleveland loves this day, and uh, it's kind of like a holiday, especially with where we're at right now with the weather. So, uh, yeah, they may be missing out a little bit. We do this interview in your office, and, and not to get get off track, but you have a couch in here, and, and you said earlier your title is equipment manager, head clubhouse guy. But... That is that couch like a psychologist couch? Do players come in here during the season and and just seek counsel with you to maybe get some things off their chest? They do, but most of the times I should be the one sitting on the couch. <laughs> they do. They come in here, but uh, like I said, it's uh, sometimes they just need to get away. Yeah. All right, Tone. Good luck with Truck Day. I know uh, you've become a real pro at this, and I appreciate the time. Thanks, Rosie, and thanks for bringing all your stuff on time this year. That's long time. Indians clubhouse and equipment manager Tony Amato getting ready for his 32nd season working in the Indians clubhouse. He does a great job. Folks, I don't know how he does it because they move so much stuff, whether it be from Cleveland to Goodyear during spring training, back to Cleveland after spring training, and then every time the Indians go on the road, the amount of uh, equipment and personal items that go with the club, it's astounding that nothing ever gets lost, and, and really very few times has anything ever gone missing, and uh, certainly a credit to Tony and his outstanding staff. Stay tuned. We'll have more to come as Tribe Talk continues after this break on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us for baseball talk on the radio after, uh, boy, some record-breaking cold earlier this week, but uh, a thaw here this weekend and maybe, just maybe, some hints of spring not too far in the distance now as the Indians pitchers and catchers will report to Goodyear, Arizona on February the 12th. Position players a couple of days later, first full squad workout the 18th and our first broadcast on February the 23rd when the Indians take on the Cincinnati Reds. On the Indians radio network this spring, 15 games will be broadcast throughout the uh, radio network so you can keep tabs on how things are developing this spring. We'll also have seven more webcast exclusives on Indians and MLB.com. So a good portion of the games in some form or another will be carried on uh, the radio or the web. And, of course, Fox Sports Ohio with Matt Underwood, Rick Manning, and the gang. They will, uh, Andre Knott as well, they'll all have uh, coverage of Indian Spring Training Baseball as well. So a lot of baseball on TV and radio coming your way soon, and uh, hopefully that will warm things up back here in uh, northeast Ohio. Of course, the Indians starting on the road this year. March the 28th, they'll be in Minneapolis trying to get the season started at Target Field against the Twins with a three-game series. And that's it on the road trip to open the season. The Indians' home opener will be April the 1st, a Monday afternoon, against the Chicago White Sox. Now, one of the other teams in the 
American League Central Division that the Indians will be battling for a fourth consecutive division crown and postseason berth to go along with it is the Detroit Tigers. This tells you just what the Indians were up against in the division a year ago. It was not a good division. The Tigers finished with a record of 64-98, and and that was okay for third place in the division. They finished ahead of the White Sox and the Royals last year, as both of those clubs really had a tough time throughout. And uh, despite losing 98 games, the Tigers finished third in the division behind the Twins, who were in second, and the division champion Cleveland Indians. But uh, that was back-to-back 64-98 and campaigns for the Tigers as they are in a full-on total rebuild, building it from the ground up after really a tremendous stretch of play. Remember, the Tigers won four straight American League Central Division titles, the last of which was 2013. Remember, I had those great starting rotations led by Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. Rick Porcello was in the mix, among others. And, uh, boy, they really had it going there for a while. And, of course, offensively, it was the height of Miguel Cabrera with a triple crown under his belt, a most valuable player award. And you you uh, plugged in Victor Martinez there and Prince Fielder for a while, among others. And you really had a, a, some fine, fine teams in Detroit. Well, that's not how it is now. And we caught up with their longtime radio voice, Dan Dickerson, to find out what's going on with the Tigers after back-to-back 98 lost seasons. Where does he think they are in the rebuild now heading into 2019? Yeah, I think this is a time of year to think what the possibilities could be. I mean, I think everybody is going to <clears throat> excuse me, think that this is a team that's probably going to meet or exceed last year's 98 losses, and I can understand that. So I think the one thing you look at is what they dealt with last year in Ron Gardenhart's first year, which was, Losing Miguel Cabrera for the last four months of the season, that devastated the lineup. It's Miguel Cabrera's impact on the lineup, as you know, Jim, goes far beyond just the numbers. He, it's a ripple effect. His talent affects other hitters and makes them better just for his presence in the lineup. They missed him. They scored 630 runs, lowest total since the dreadful 2003 season. Uh, and, and that's, to me, where where the optimism for improvement begins because if he's back and he's healthy of the torn bicep, he's healthy, swinging the bat, should be ready to go for the start of the year. Uh, you know, at this point, you have to be honest and say health for a full season for Miguel Cabrera is probably a big if because he's battled one injury or another, played through most of them for the last five years. But a healthy Miguel Cabrera changes the look of this offense. Nick Castellanos isn't going anywhere. That's a pretty good one-two punch in the middle of the order. I look for improvement from Jamer Candelario. He showed flashes, had a tough finish last year, but first full year he hung in there. He can draw a walk. He's got power. Jamer Candelario could be a, a nice piece in the middle of the order. And then you've got Kristen Stewart. He's got tremendous pop. He'll be a rookie this year. We saw him for a couple of weeks in the fall. Monster power from the left side, which they need. Those are four pretty decent bats in the middle of the order. But the offense has to be a whole lot better if this team is going to improve from a 64-win season. But, you know, the optimism So the optimism is about health to me. And sometimes that's, you know, it's a, it's a big if. But Daniel Norris is a guy that Tiger fans certainly can't forget about. He's 25 years old. He still has the upside of being, I think, a number two starter. I don't think many people disagree with that. He just can't stay healthy. I had a good chat with him on our caravan the last couple of days. Growing injury has really held him back the last couple of years. Cut off his stride. Fastball went from mid-90s to 88. 
Um, and, you know, now, now he's healthy. It took a while, but finally a, a season of health for Daniel Norris, his innings are going to be limited because he only pitched seven innings, 70 innings last year. But the full season from him, suddenly your rotation looks a whole lot deeper and stronger with Matthew Boyd and a healthy Michael Palmer. So really, I think the biggest stories are there's talent on this team, certainly more than a 64-win team. The biggest story, because they didn't add a lot, as you know, on the free agent market, is going to be the health of key guys who still have a lot of upside. And obviously for a, a general manager, it is a challenge in, in how you put together a team. And from the standpoint of, of trying to get fans excited about this team, how much of a balance is there? Knowing that, that they're going to play some younger players, there's going to be some growing pains surrounding the return of Cabrera and, and the continued development of Castellanos, guys like that. How's that balance going in terms of, of trying to be optimistic about it? Right. Well, it's interesting. I mean, uh, Al is very frank and honest, and uh, he, sometimes he's probably a little too honest for our ticket sales department. But, I mean, and it's not Pollyannish to say there are, there are some guys here who could make this team a whole lot better very quickly. I know a lot of people say, well, you don't want to be in the mid-70s to 80 wins. But I think when you're progressing and you're trying to teach young guys how to win, there's great value in racking up 10 to 12 more wins with a core, beginnings of a young core, that's going to lead you hopefully back to the postseason in the not-too-distant future. The one thing I would say is, we'll, we'll be talking with Al Avila at Cyberfest. One of the things I would say is that even Al Avila has said, it, it, a rebuild really is interesting. I mean, you read how the Astros did it. You know, they whiffed on two 1-1 one, one picks and, and still managed to do it pretty darn quickly because of pieces they had, because they didn't trade away Dallas Keiko when they wanted to. Uh, you don't really know. It's so hard to put a timetable uh, put a finger on an accurate timetable. Is it three years? Is it four years? Could it be two years? Well, probably not, but what if some of those ifs in the, in the health department for former Norris click? What if Kristen Stewart becomes a force, and I really think he can, right away and gets 25 home runs in his rookie season, which is not me out of reach at all? You really don't know. He's even said sometimes the timetable is accelerated when guys come a little bit quicker than you thought. Sometimes it's set back when guys don't develop as quickly. There's going to be a lot of talent at Triple A Toledo this year. These are top prospects, not just guys that you that might make an impact, but but guys that they are really hoping will form a core at some point this year are going to be at Toledo, one step away from the Tigers, and that's when you start getting excited about the possibilities, the development of those guys: Rogers at catcher, Castro. Alcantara, Paredes in the middle of the infield, and Daz Cameron in center, not to mention five starting pitchers that they've got at double-A or higher who are all, you know, top prospects. I mean, how those guys develop this year probably will be the biggest story for this organization. The impression as a, a visiting team coming in with the Indians, uh, Detroit, a, a fan-wise, a great baseball town. Uh, Jim Leland used to talk about it when he was the manager there, how, how good the baseball fans are in that town. Is this a real test of, of their faith? And, and what are you hearing as, as you get through the, the caravan and the Tiger Fest and things like that? Oh, it is. And that's why I think the caravan is a good thing. We, uh, we went west the last two days. So that's Grand Rapids. And there's a big kind of almost like a pep rally at Meyer headquarters, which uh, I mean, it's like five, 600 people, and 
they just it fires you up, and I think it reminds the players, coaches, David Chatter, assistant general manager, was on the trip. The, the core of Tiger support is always going to be there. Yes, the attendance was down last year. Then we ended up at Frankenmuth at the Winter Festival. Those people were just crazy. Now, they've been kind of, I think, imbibing maybe to the afternoon before we got there. But still, that was, I mean, that's just a really fun event. But I think for the players, it's like, wow, these, these are the hardcore Tiger fans. They're always going to be there for us. I think the hardcore Tiger fans definitely do understand that this is a rebuild and it takes time. But, I mean, right now... I think a few more wins would certainly help those fans who maybe aren't quite as hardcore get back to the ballpark because I do think there are guys worth coming to pay and watch this year beyond Miguel Cabrera. Michael Fulmer starts are going to be fun to watch. What if Daz Cameron ends up making it to the major leagues by the end of the year? That's going to be a guy that Tiger fans are going to watch. I think Kristen Stewart's going to hit monster home runs. So there are reasons. And I think uh, the last couple of days are a reminder to the players that these fans are going to support them through thick and thin. Tigers radio voice Dan Dickerson joining us, talking Tigers here as we take our look around the American League Central Division, the rivals for the Indians this coming season. Uh, you mentioned offensively, looking for some improvement there, potential in the starting rotation, but we are talking before we started, uh, you really like the bullpen, and the first time in a while that that could be an impact portion of the roster, and uh, why so? I really do, and it's because of how three guys in particular finished last year. And I start with Drew Verhagen. We were asked on the caravan. Um, one of the catchers was asked, who's the guy with the nastiest stuff that you've seen? And he, he mentioned Drew Verhagen right away. And Joey Menez was with him, and there was no slight to Joey Menez because Joey Menez maybe has more quote-unquote stuff. But Drew Verhagen's six seven. He's got that great down, downward plane, the, the great angle of the home plate with a sinker that's in the mid-90s, and for the first time he had a breaking ball, he got swings and misses because he's never been a strikeout pitcher. Drew Verhagen over his last 30-plus innings averaged a strikeout of inning, 12 walks, and was really tough to hit. That covered three months of work, and that that was a huge, quiet development in an otherwise, you know, a 98-loss season. Victor Alcantara kind of replaces Alex Wilson, who's been very steady. He's most strikeout guy, but a power arm, another power sinker, low walks, Low strikeouts but a lot of ground balls. Daniel Stump, last 21 innings, only gave up a handful of runs. He had a terrible first half of the season, finished strong from the left side. He's mid-90s. Joey Menez had an all-star season. And I thought the best thing with Joey Menez, and Indians fans are familiar with him, big power, right-hander. He had a tough month of August. So he was starting to fade a little bit, and then he came back, struck out 13 his last eight innings of work in September and gave up one run. Finished strong. I thought that was big for him. It just, uh, you know, how do you grind through a season in your first full year? He figured out a way to do it in September. And then Shane Green is a key because the stuff is really good. The performance was not good the last few weeks of the season. And his ERA ballooned as a result. But Shane Green is better than a guy who gives up 12 home runs and 60 innings of work. If he gets back to being just a solid guy like he was the year before, and he's still a strikeout in any guy with low walk, I don't know where the home runs came from because it's a home run double from the year before. That's five guys right there who can lead a bullpen that, let's face it, for a long time has been a source of uh, angst for Tigers fans. Well, it is that time of year where you're optimistic about everything, right? And uh, it doesn't matter Absolutely. what time. Absolutely. If you can't be optimistic now, <laughs> when can you be, right? When the snow's on the ground, every team looks good, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Dan, thanks so much for coming by. Uh, enjoy spring training down in our old stomping grounds down there in uh, central Florida, and uh, we'll catch up with you when the Indians and Tigers meet early in the season. 
I look forward to it. Always good talking to you, Rosie. That's Dan Dickerson, the longtime radio voice for the Detroit Tigers, and uh, they're looking for glimmers of hope and some progress under manager Ron Gardenhire as they head into this season after dropping 98 games a year ago for the second straight campaign. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll have some final thoughts as Tribe Talk concludes right here on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, everyone. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where uh, as we record this on Friday afternoon, heading into the weekend, the field is snow-covered down here, and uh, it should be after some of the cold weather and uh, intermittent snow showers we had during the week. But it looks like this weekend things are going to warm up a little bit, and uh, we may see some green grass out here by next week. But uh, you know there's another blast of winter coming But spring training is coming, too, and the Indians will be back at it shortly now, just a couple of weeks away from uh, pitchers and catchers and the full squad reporting. And it should be an interesting season. Uh, I've been out and about with Tom Hamilton, Bob DiBiasio, Matt Underwood, and others um, on the the banquet circuit, so to speak, at various functions. And uh, obviously a lot of concern among Indians fans as to how this year's team will fare with the loss of uh, many familiar players that the Indians have had on uh, what has been a, a pretty solid roster here in terms of lack of movement from the core players for a long, long time. You could probably take it back to that 2013 season when the Indians broke through and made the postseason as a wild card in Terry Francona's first year. But that group uh, with Corey Kluber, Cody Allen, Michael Brantley, Jason Kipnis, Jan Gomes, well, some of those players have moved on now, and, and it'll be a different group to be sure. But uh, let's see how things play out, and, and I think that's the key. This team, uh, they the last six years have more wins than any other team in the American League, so there's some, some good pedigree there. And then now the key will be the replacements for those who have moved on. How will they fare as the Indians retooled this offseason uh, with an well, a couple of weeks of the offseason still to go, plus spring training. You figure there will be some more moves coming. But uh, certainly for the Tribe, there will be some question marks heading into the year and how those are answered in the bullpen, the outfield, catching. We heard from Roberto Perez earlier. Those will be a big key in, in how things transpire as the season moves along. But it should be a lot of fun, and hopefully you have a chance to head on down to the ballpark. You can pick up uh, some of your uh, – Season ticket packs and six packs, things like that. Just go to Indians.com slash tickets to see all the different ticket options. Also, uh, some of the promotional dates starting to take shape as well. So some good things coming as we've turned the corner. We're in February now, folks, and that means uh, in just a couple of weeks toward the end of the month, it's baseball on the radio right here on the Indians Radio Network. On February the 23rd, the Indians take on the Cincinnati Reds at uh, 3.05 as the first pitch. We'll be on right around 3 o'clock to get things started for you as uh, we begin with the spring schedule. And March the 28th, the Indians take on the Minnesota Twins at Target Field in Minneapolis to open the new season. Don't forget, if you want to tune into our show each week, you can do so on the Indians radio network. We send it down the line at 5 o'clock. It airs somewhere in that 5 uh, o'clock, 6 o'clock range, usually on the flagship station, WTAM. But uh, 
go to your local station's website if you tune us in on some of the station's affiliate stations on our network. You can also grab it on iTunes. Just go to uh, Cleveland Indians Podcasts on Apple iTunes, and you can download it and listen to the show whenever you like. So a couple of different ways to pick up Tribe Talk each week. That's going to do it for this week's edition. I want to thank Anthony Alford for putting together this week's show, as always, doing great work back at our flagship studios. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.